She's Tori. And he's Nick. And this is I Want to Rewatch. An X-Files podcast. Season one. Terminus. Okay, so we're doing a season one wrap-up. My fancy word terminus for wrap-up, the end of season one. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, so we're just basically going to discuss like different things about season one, kind of go over our general thoughts and feelings and talk about stuff that maybe we forgot to mention or learned later. And then we're also just going to talk about general thoughts and overall overall thoughts and impressions. Yeah, and this is sort of a two-parter. We got something maybe special planned for the second part <laughs> that'll happen next week, but we're, we're going to keep that secret. We're not going to discuss it. So, okay. <laughs> But this one we'll just be talking about episodes. So I guess probably we should just maybe remind ourselves and listeners like how we rated them, and then we can maybe add in any little bits that we've tacked on to our thoughts on the episode. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan just to start with. Yeah, and we can just turn take. So I'll let you uh, go first. Okay. So the first episode was the pilot. I rated it a nine. I also rated it a nine. I have not changed that rating. I still think it's a really good episode. Yep. I also have not changed mine. And I don't really think I have anything to say about it that we didn't say in the episode, honestly. Yeah, no, I don't either. The only thing is that like in my head, that episode now takes place in 93. It doesn't take place in 92. I've decided they were wrong and they mislabeled it. Yeah. (laughs) I think we mentioned that in the episode too. I think we did. That that would make more sense. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of makes some character interactions weird later in the season of like how long have they been working together? Because we do get date stamps later as well. So, right. So, episode two. So, this is actually the first episode of the actual season because the pilot was almost like a TV movie. I mean, it was still an hour, but it was like a whole separate thing that was to get them to make the show. And so, (laughs) a lot of our actual crew that comes on, our regulars, our co-producers our writers all that kind of stuff they actually join with episode two and then right. run through season one so deep throat i originally had rated it a 2.5 i did bump it up a little bit but not a whole lot i bumped it up to a three so yeah i rated it five i'm sticking with five i was gonna bump it up a little but i think it is just kind of very run-of-the-mill average i mean it's good but it's just like yeah, it's a five. Yeah, and also coming off the pilot, it just seems so... It just felt so different, I think, is what it was. It was much... Yeah, it just didn't seem to have that same oomph that the pilot had, in my opinion. So, aside from all the plot stuff that we talked about in the episode. so Yeah, which is important. Three, episode three is Squeeze. Very popular episode. It's really highly rated by everybody. It's one that always appears on, like, top ten lists and stuff. And I think it's good. Like, I originally rated it a 7. I did kind of bump it up to a 7.5. I do think it was really well done. Yep, I originally rated it a 7.5, and I also bumped it up to an 8. So we actually bumped <laughs> it up by the same amount. We both bumped it up by a 0. 0.5. That's funny. So, yeah. <laughs> I also kind of tried to do with my ratings. I kind of just decided when we originally did it, we were going to do like a 10-point rating, and then we kind of fudged in the half ratings. And so I went ahead and just kind of tried to re-rate mine as whole numbers. Yeah. yeah. And we also rated Pilot, Deep Throat, and Squeeze like a couple weeks after we'd seen them too. So it was kind of yeah. a, not an initial. Yeah. Cause those, we recorded those separately, even though they all dropped the same day. Yeah. So. And then we decided to do ratings on episode four, which yeah. was Conduit. <laughs> exactly. And Conduit, I originally rated a 7.5, but then I bumped it up to an eight. Yeah. I. Didn't change mine. Mine's an eight. Yep. Good job. Episode five was the Jersey Devil. I originally rated a three. I did bump it down to a 2.5. You did. I did. I don't know. The more I think about it, like there are just better episodes in this season. And I feel like I really didn't like it that much. Yeah. I originally rated a three. I bumped up to a four because I mean, hashtag Bigfoot boobs. I know. Well, that's what I was going to say is like, I did find my trading card. Like I have some trading cards from the first few seasons and it's just like 
a trading card of different sketches of like Bigfoot with boobs out. <laughs> I just thought yeah. it was the funniest thing. It made me laugh so hard. Yeah. For several episodes, in fact, we tried <laughs> to do the credits. I know. I still sometimes just like giggle because it's just like I was looking through my cards and they're all like pictures of people. And then like there's a couple sketches. And then like all of a sudden there's just like all these Bigfoot boobs. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Not the only this. reason, but one of the reasons why we stopped mentioning Instagram in the credits was so you would not be <laughs> laughing all the time. I know, because so. I couldn't get through it, so I would just keep thinking <laughs> of the card. Do you ever have that happen where like something just triggers you in a laugh, like it just triggers that laugh response, and then every time you think of it, like you just can't, For I don't know, that happens to me sometimes, and whenever that happens, it's like it just takes months for that to like Like if you just got big old giant teeth and everyone just accepts that you got big old giant teeth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So shadows was episode six. Yeah. Not a favorite of either of us. Nope. I rated it hard because, Oh man, she just irritated the crap out of me. I originally <laughs> rated it a one. <laughs> I did bump it up to a three. Yeah. That's probably good. Yeah, I, I'm keeping it at a four. I feel like, I mean, I can see why Lauren Kite was kind of annoying, but like, I didn't think it was that bad. It just, it needed some work. It was a little rough. Yeah. And then we have Ghost in the Machine, mm-hmm. which I had originally rated 3.5, and I think I kept that rating. Yep. Yes. And I rated it a three and went to a four. Nice. So I bumped up a little bit there. Ice, I originally rated it a five, and then I bumped it up to a six. Nice. Yeah, I, I lowballed. I said 6.5. I think because it came so early in the season, honestly. Because at that point, I was just like being stingier <laughs> with my ratings for some reason. And then the more I thought about it, and like, I really do love Mulder and Scully's dynamic. I think it's a really solid episode. So I bumped my rating up to 8. Okay. Space, we both originally rated it a 4. Yeah. I kept it as a 4. I lowered it to a three, and here's why. I cannot stop thinking about the Mars face and how that part makes no sense. Like, it really bothers me because it it has no connection to anything in the episode at all except that they showed the Mars face. Like, it doesn't work. That ghost was not from Mars. Yeah, there's no reason for it. I think we mentioned that. Yeah, we did. Of, like, how they could have not used it. Like, they didn't need to use it. Yeah, so I, I dropped it down a point. Yeah. Fallen Angel, I really liked, and I kept it nine. I started at nine, kept it at nine. Yeah, we got nine right across the board because I also rated it a nine, and I kept it as a nine. So, yep. And then we have Eve, which is, again, we both kept our original ratings on that. I also rated Eve a nine, is one of the episodes that I definitely remember and like loved yeah. from my memory of watching it originally. Yeah, so with Eve... I rated an eight. I'm going to keep it at an eight. Okay. And then there's fire, which I rated it a four. I did not change my rating, but maybe I should. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. No, I'm going to leave it. I think it's a four because I did think it had potential. And I think there were reasons that I liked like Mulder and Skelly. I think I liked Skelly in this episode a lot. She was a badass. But like the fact that Phoebe is like, having an affair with Malcolm like that's the guy she's supposed to be protecting I feel like that's just it's weird because Chris Carter created this character as someone he wanted to be recurring and then I feel like they made her as unlikable like the person you just don't want to root for in any way as possible which just feels like a really weird choice to me like I just don't understand what they were trying to do and I'm not sure they knew what they were trying to do I do know Phoebe's not very well liked in the fandom and it's probably good they didn't bring her back Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought that was weird. And it's one of those things I've been thinking about more and more is like, what, what were they even trying to do with her? Like, I don't know. Didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. I gave it a three and I kept it as a three. Nice. So beyond the sea, I rated it a seven and then bumped up to an eight after the fact. Yeah. So. I rated it in, what did I rate it? Nine. Yep. I rated yep. it a nine and I kept it at a nine. I really liked that episode. Okay. And I forgot what episode we were on. um let's see oh it's time for you to talk about gender bender oh yeah gender bender i still hate it it's still a one (laughs) (laughs) i rated it a one i mean i think it had potential in terms of like an alien cult could have been really cool i just don't think they did anything good with it so yeah i gave it a five and i kept it a five 
Then we had Lazarus, which we both, again, straight across the board, we both gave it a five and we both left it a five. Yeah. So nice middle of the road episode. Yeah. Nothing spectacular. Some good potential, but yeah, not great. Yeah, nothing nothing super special. The only thing I have to say about Lazarus is that I missed like three opportunities for jokes that I cannot believe I missed. Because <laughs> when we were talking about cutting off Dupree's fingers, we then mentioned that we cut to another scene and I just let that go. It did not say anything. So I'm embarrassed <laughs> for myself for that. And then totally missed my opportunity to do like a, what you talking about, Willis? When he throws the handcuffs at Scully. Totally threw that away. Like Scully could have turned around and been like, what you talking about, Willis? Missed that opportunity. <laughs> and then when you had mentioned that if you're a fan of cereal, I missed my opportunity to boast about Bill and Ted's Excellent Cereal. The best cereal ever made was Bill and Ted's Excellent Cereal. I don't think I ever had Bill and T- Ted cereal. Yeah. I'm going to say what it is, and it's going to sound kind of gross, but okay. it actually is so good. Think of Lucky Charms. But then the the actual like cereal part, not the marshmallows, is actually cinnamon flavored. Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah, it was so good. It is such a good cereal. There was a Muppet cereal that was like the Swedish chef that had like a cinnamony kind of puffs. And it was so good when I was a kid. Yeah. Bill and Ted's Excellent Cereal was such a good cereal. I loved it so much. Anyway. What do you think an X-Files cereal would be? (sighs) I mean, it would have like marshmallow UFOs and alien heads and stuff like that. Yeah, probably. It would, I, I don't know. It would probably be just, it would, that would, that would be it. Cause like, there's nothing else. It would be like, it would probably be like oat based, right? Cause oat based and marshmallows tend to go really well. Like Lucky Charms. Yeah. So yeah, it would probably, it would probably be that. It'd probably be some oat X's, right? Cause X files. And then it would have like marshmallow UFOs and alien heads and that kind yeah. of thing. There's nothing else really that stands out for X files except for like, ufos and like aliens yeah no i agree yeah it probably wouldn't taste that good i would still buy it all the time i mean if i mean if it was basically lucky charms with different shapes it would be fine <laughs> like i love lucky charms see i can't so. it's too sweet for me i would still buy it though just because the box because marketing works on me yeah really well <laughs> you put something i love on something just slab x files on it and i'll be like yep thanks i'll take five x files mac and cheese i'm in tastes the same still gonna buy the x files one and then we had young at heart which i originally rated 3.5 but i did drop my rating down to a three yep and i gave it a three and it stayed a three then we had ebe extraterrestrial biological entity yes which we both were really looking forward to and then i gave it a four Yeah, and I gave it a five. I'm sticking with five. It is a really popular episode, and this is something we'll talk about as we go over the whole series. But I've noticed that the Myth Arc episodes, by and large, tend to be people's favorites this season, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But for me, EBE kind of fell in that middle range. I think the Lone Gunmen are great. It had some issues. It was pretty busy, and a lot of it was just kind of chaotic. Yeah. Which is interesting, because the Myth Arc stuff, I mean, there was only five Myth Arc episodes in this, and they're right. pretty much hit or miss. There's a couple of really good ones. And maybe I should save this for the afterward, but we'll do it now because I'm thinking about it. Otherwise, I'll forget. (laughs) So when you look at the overarching thing of like all the X-Files, people tend to not like the Mythark episodes. They tend to prefer the Monster of the Week episodes. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird. And I think it just depends, too. Yeah. But following EBE, we had Miracle Man. Yes. Which I gave a six. So it was pretty good for what it was. Yeah. I gave it a four. It wasn't my favorite. But it had some good moments for sure. And then we have Shapes, which we both gave a three and we both left it a three. So clearly <laughs> not a lot of change there. Yep. Not a lot to say about that. I did want to say what I should have said and what I was trying to say while we were recording is just that like there's just such a dearth of Native and Indigenous voices in media. And so it would be great to have, maybe I did say it, I didn't say it very well, but it would just be great to have more supernatural stories about those cultures from those perspectives. Yeah, I think it got buried because I remember like I was all like, which I still believe, is I think it's important to have people speak their own lived lives but at the same time just having a woman talk about women's issues is not necessarily the best thing because people are not monoliths right. so i was like you know an indigenous person could come in and write a shit story just because they wanted to get that paycheck but then at least they would actually be working in the industry 
And so right, and there'd be would, more native and indigenous people in the industry, yeah. which is something that we just need in media all around. We just yeah. need more diversity because otherwise we keep getting the same crap pumped out at us over and over from Hollywood and it's not fun. Yeah. And again, because people are not a monolith, but when you have such a small percentage of individuals, you know, if you only have two people and one of them is really good and one of them is crap, then it's like, oh, well, half of them are crap. Whereas, you know, if you have more people then that percentage is going to be smaller because or that person just doesn't have the weight of like carrying their entire identity along with like you know if there are two queer people writing for tv and everyone else is straight then those queer people just have such a pressure to you know represent the queer community in ways that two people can't do exactly and so we just need more voices to make that more even across the board so But yeah, it didn't happen. So yeah. <laughs> so then we have Darkness Falls, which was not my favorite episode, but the one that I had the most like visceral memory of. Mm-hmm. And I rated it an eight and I'm keeping it at an eight. Yep. I rated it a 3.5 and I boosted it up to a four. It is, I believe, yeah, it's, I think there's two episodes where we did this. It's one of the episodes where we rated things the most different. Yeah. Like our biggest difference between ratings is a four. And this is one of those, because I rated it a four, you rated it an eight. Well, actually, it was more than that originally, because I gave it a 3.5. But in my revised setting, it's a difference of four. Yeah. And Darkness Falls, I have to say, so my friend Rachel reached out to me when the episode aired and was just like, yeah, when I was a kid, this episode also scared me. And now it's kind of like, eh. And I I feel like I've heard that from a couple people. So I don't know if it was just because of the timing or because we were young or lived by the woods or what it was. But a lot of people have a memory of this episode really terrifying them and then they watch it later and they're like eh I mean it's it's good but it's not as scary like it's not keeping us up at night so I don't know if there was just something yeah. in the water at the time or what but well and like when you because like I didn't remember it and then you described to me what it was and I was like "Ooh, that sounds really good and then I was just like oh like I just <laughs> I think what I had in my head from what you told me it just sounded better than an actually the execution of it so right that's maybe something that happens a lot in season one so execution does not meet expectation yeah speaking of which tombs episode 21 yeah really looking forward to tomb i was really looking forward to tombs because squeeze is one of my episodes again that i really remembered i gave it a seven and a half and then gave it an eight but tombs i gave tombs a three yeah i gave it a seven i do wish that they had had him break out and i think they were avoiding that because they didn't want it to be like the expected thing like he's gonna break out you know because he can squeeze through the meal slot but i think it would have been better if he were kind of on the lamb and they were chasing him and had to use like unorthodox stuff to like catch him rather than mm-hmm. he's like in custody but it had good moments i liked Mulder and scully so i gave it a seven and i'm keeping it a seven yeah i think it may have been a thing too where this may have been well i mean i would have liked for some difference in the context of the episode itself like how it was written and what the episode was about not about, but like how the episode rolled out. I was like, maybe this would have been better if it was like a season two or season three episode, like a little yeah. more time in between because there's just, I don't think there's just not like we talk about there's other episodes where like, we hope we get like a revisiting, but we always talk about like, Oh, you know, like in a couple of years, where's this one? It's the same season. Right. Like, what is it? 18 episodes. And I think it's just, it's just not enough time. So yeah, it's too much of just a rehash and then trying desperately to not be a rehash. And then we have Born Again, which neither of us liked. No. I gave it a 2.5, and I'm keeping it at 2.5. Yeah, and I gave it a 1, and I'm keeping it as a 1. So Yeah, so I will say, I was looking up IMDb's, like, for every season of The X-Files, they have the top-rated episodes. This episode's on the list. It has a rating of 7.2 on IMDb. Mm. Not sure why. Although some I was reading some of the reviews and some people really liked it. And then there's just like a review that's like a three-star rating or something. And the title is just like, this episode's just plain bizarre. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of, people like it and that's totally fine. I think for you and me, like it just was too similar to previous episodes. And just, Mm -hmm. we had too many issues with it. It just didn't work. Yeah, it's too similar to previous episodes. It's extremely similar to an episode that follows it immediately and just yeah that's probably not the right phrasing you can't be similar to something that hasn't happened yet but like the premise is just really the same yeah it's really similar and it's just it didn't a lot of it just didn't work like the whole idea of what was going on was just kind of like 
Yeah, people giving it a 7.2 on average. <laughs> I'm kind of like, I want to fall back on a quote that I love, but then also don't like to use because I disagree with part of it from Groundhog Day, where Phil is like, people love blood sausage. People are morons. Like, <laughs> But I disagree because like blood sausage is good. Like, I, Yeah. <laughs> so, but I do agree that yeah, people are morons. So yeah i just 7.2 is was really surprised to see that one on the list so you know i mean if you love born again i would honestly feel free to like you don't have to explain yourself but like feel free to like no i think you do honestly i think you have to explain yourself. <laughs> i would just love to hear what people that's why i was trying to read the reviews and i think people just liked it because it was a reincarnation story and because the girl they thought it was that like it was creepy that it was a kid and stuff but it just for me it just didn't work yeah no it wasn't and yeah <laughs> however roland which basically takes the same premise as born again in a way episode 23 i gave that an eight and i left it as an eight i thought it was pretty good yeah and i gave it a five it had issues but overall i think it especially coming off of born again much like how <laughs> deep throat got some tamping down because coming off a pilot i think roland probably got some pumping up coming off of born again yeah yeah, for me, Roland is a five. And it works as a five because like like Deep Throat, I think it's solid. I don't think it's super special, but it worked. Yeah, It so was five, definitely good. So a five and an eight for Roland. And then for the season finale, the Erlenmeyer Flash, we flipped the script. We and did. we actually go with a five and an eight. I gave it a five. Yeah, and I gave it an eight, and I'm keeping it that way. Yep. You adjusted five ratings. I did. I adjusted nine. And like the majority of them are like episodes two through eight. I adjusted all of those. Yeah, I did more adjusting on the earlier half of the season because I feel like the first half, it was a little harder to kind of gauge how I felt until I'd seen yeah. everything. But it's funny because my original average rating was 5.5 and then I adjusted and my average rating is still 5.5. <laughs> yeah, because well, and that's the thing because like <laughs> all my ratings, I actually pumped up all my ratings like all my ratings i increased their rating i didn't yeah. decrease any of them i did <laughs> but you actually decreased some and you managed to decrease exactly the amount that you increased because i think you increased three and then decreased two or is it the other way around to see you decreased three yeah and increased two because you lowballed ice so you gave ice a 1.5 increase and then most of your decreases were like a 0.5 a 0.5 so <laughs> yeah so both of us our minimum ratings were one and that stands true for our adjusted ratings and our original ratings and then for our maximum ratings we each had episodes that we rated as a nine right our mean our average like you said yours was 5.5 and stayed 5.5 mine went from 4.9 to 5.2 nice and then our median if you really get into nerd numbers so median our middle of the road number your middle of the road number is actually the middle number basically because your middle of the road was uh five your median rating was five and stayed five mine was four and a half and stayed four and a half that's funny i rated more episodes of three than anything else that's my mode and then you actually your original one was a five actually it was four and five i think you had rated four episodes as five and four episodes as fours but then you're adjusted you rated the most episodes in eight because you oh, wow. up a couple yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I was less forgiving in the beginning. And then as we got through, I'm like, wait, Ice was really good and Born Again is awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then our differences. Love. So of our original ratings, the biggest difference was I rated an episode four points more than you. And you rated an episode four and a half points more than me. And then on our adjusted, it was four and four. We each went each way four points. Oh, wow. Nice. So, yep interesting so or maybe not because it's just all numbers blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> no one cares about that we're gonna do an actual discussion now that was just kind of going over what we saw what the season consisted of mm -hmm. so of all the episodes what was your favorite episode Oh, that's really hard. Um, we each had a couple that we rated nine. Yeah, we did. So. I think it's between Fallen Angel and Beyond the Sea for me. Okay. Fallen Angel just gave me that like, oh my gosh, this is the X-Files I love feeling. And it was just really great. And then Beyond the Sea just really hit me on a level that I just, for whatever reason, it really resonated with me. And so I really loved it. 
I'm not going to push you to choose one over the other because <laughs> I, I'm going to do the same thing where I'm going to choose two. Okay. So I, w- I would probably say the pilot and Eve. Nice. Because I don't, because, and they're, they're, and I think that's why I can't choose between them is because they're different. Like one is like what the X-Files is supposed to be. It's the whole alien stuff. Right. And the other one is something completely different, but I think would also be like, you could do a whole series based on just that premise. Yeah, it works really well. It's so good. Eve is so good. Yeah. And the pilot's obviously very good. So, yeah. On the flip side, I think this question is a little bit easier to answer. What was your least favorite episode? Gender Bender. <laughs> we each only kept, well, I originally rated two episodes as a one and then one I bumped up. And so, yeah, but you only rated one at one. Yeah. No, Gender Bender is my least favorite. Although Born Again is close for sure. Yeah, mine would be born again because it's the only one that I didn't bump up because I bumped shadows up to a three. So because shadows has potential. It does. It it actually has a lot of potential because I gave it a one. But like the story itself isn't that bad. It just I didn't like the way they did it. But born again was just born again could have not. They could have just had 23 episodes a season and it would have been fine. Yeah, not have missed it. That's how I feel about gender bender. (laughs) I'm just like they could have skipped it. But also like. Shadows gave us Howard Graves, which has given us a lot of joy. It gave us a lot of joy. It'll be interesting to see if we can we can shoehorn Howard Graves into season two. And just oh, he'll probably show up it, somewhere. Keep it going all the way through season eleven. That'll be. He's yeah. the reason the whole series ends eventually. He's the reason for all the seasons. There we go. <laughs> yep, Howard Graves. What is your most un? So, I are are we going to define underrated episode as an episode that other people don't like and that you think deserves more? How are that? I mean, that's, I guess that's the general definition of underrated, right? Like, yeah, that's kind of what I was. Credit? Okay, that's what I was thinking. Is that underrated is kind of like how I perceive other people to perceive it, which obviously, you know, I don't know exactly how other people think, but like ones that don't get brought up as much or don't get yeah. as much love. I'm not sure how I'm going to do on this one because I know you looked up stuff. I didn't look up anything to see like what the overall ratings were for episodes. I was going to base mine on the viewership, but that's not really an accurate representation of what people thought about the episode. A bunch of people could watch it and be like, Oh my God, that was crap. And then that results in the next episode getting lower numbers, which happened a lot in these like, a really good episode would boost the numbers on a really bad episode just because a bad episode followed a good episode and vice versa. But yeah. So what was your underrated episode? So I actually have two. I think that conduit is really underrated. It's not technically a myth arc episode. And I think for that reason, because it's aliens, but it's not myth arc. I noticed that it doesn't get a lot of love on like top 10 lists or whatever. I think conduit was actually really good and I I really enjoyed it. And so I think that's underrated. And then Eve, I feel like doesn't get a ton of love either. Like people like it, but I don't see it on as many lists either. Like it doesn't seem to hit those like squeeze is always there. And Eve is just, is kind of hit or miss whether the person likes it. Which one is, I'm going to guess that conduit is probably usually rated lower than Eve. Is that, would that be true? I think so. Okay. So I'm going to choose conduit then for that, just because I think probably, I don't know if people don't like Eve, they're obviously wrong because it's <laughs> one of the best episodes. And so, yeah, it's really I'll, good. It might be underrated, but I think probably, yeah, I would probably have to go with conduit as probably one of the most underrated episodes. If that's is the case, because the fact that it's not a myth arc episode, I kind of get it. Cause it doesn't have the government connection like all the other ones do, but it kind of like should be. Yeah, I mean, it more or less is, except just not officially. And, like, they do have the government raiding their house and taking all their stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're there and they're, you know, the oversight is there. So I'm not sure exactly why it's not counted. Because isn't it conduit where Blevins doesn't want to give permission for them to travel to investigate the case? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. And so it kind of it has a little bit of that. I mean, it's not like a conspiracy of why he's doing it. He's just like... Molder off doing Molder stuff, right? But <laughs> he's so. just like, we've expensed too many trips for UFOs this year. You're at your yeah. limit. Yeah, because I think we joked about whether they actually got permission because they're staying like at the the budget inn or something like that in the episode. <laughs> yeah, so, but obviously they did because later in uh, Fallen Angel, we find out what happens when you take off and don't get permission. Although that doesn't happen in EBE. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> so what is your most overrated episode? So I think the one that I see people really, really love, understandably, is EBE. 
And okay. I think that it's loved because this is when we meet the lone gunman. Yeah. And because it does have like that alien conspiracy thing going on. I think you and I didn't love it because it was just so much happening. And like they were running around all over the country and a lot of it just didn't make a lot of sense. And there were just a lot of like, if you're going to plan a conspiracy and it's actually going to work, there are too many moving parts in this conspiracy. Like it's, it's too easy for it to fall apart. Yeah. And just like the, contrivances too in just the plot itself of like oh we you know the ship crashed in iraq like why did it have to crash in iraq i don't know so you could do the gulf war syndrome thing which you don't even do anything with but then so you fly to the united states so then you can drive it across country why don't you just fly it to where you want to take it like why do you have to yeah. drive it across country and then my big thing on that too is the whole scully suddenly becoming like super paranoid because like all the things she's seen for like 16 episodes and then suddenly there's a bug in her pen and she loses her mind. Well, to be so. fair, it was a nice looking lady with a kid who swapped her pen. That's creepy. Like yeah. if it were some dude in a suit or something, it would be like, oh, government's after me. But it's like some normal looking woman. That's worse somehow. Well, that's the government. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> it. I mean... They yeah, could be anybody. I like I just said, like, you know, back going back to like Deep Throat, like I would be more upset about like people stopping me and punching me and stealing all my stuff in the middle of the road as opposed yeah. to someone putting a bug in my pen. I think it's just because that's more blatant and so like they you know raid your car and it's over whereas like having someone listening in on you is just it's, it's, a, it's a creepy feeling but yeah it's not the best episode and it does get a really high rating and I think it's just because of the lone gunman and because it is alien focused and also deep throat. Yeah I, I'm gonna have trouble with this one because I actually don't know like how people rate things i kind of know like what people i I, well, I don't know anything i just should specify that like i don't pay attention to what other people think because you know people are morons so um <laughs> but like i could probably agree with ebe i would maybe also lump i mean finding out that people gave born again a 7.2 i'm almost like born again is the most overrated episode because people are <laughs> giving it a 7.2 it is not a 7.2 i'm sorry is that out of a hundred? What what is that scale? Because if that's that out of a hundred, then okay, I agree. But yeah, and then maybe mm, people would probably fight me on this, but I would say maybe ice is also overrated. I think. I mean, it's good, but I don't think it's as as people seem to think it is. So. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I I struggle on this one. I'll probably settle with EBE just because it's the easy pick. But I would almost say you know we're doing a season one wrap up. I would almost say that season one is overrated as a whole. It's not, I mean, our average ratings are like fives. Right. So actually what I was thinking of is, you know, I haven't seen any season for a very long time. I think what the episodes that I was like big rabid fan of, I think that was more season two and season three. And that was definitely season three is where like the height of the X-Files, like popularity, as far as I know, like, you know, it was like three through five when the movie came out and stuff. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, that is, and I, you know, I, I think with season one, they had to find their footing. They had to try things and figure out what worked and what didn't. And they just had, you know, I mean, it's not going to be perfect. And I think they had some really good episodes. I think they had some episodes that were not so great. That will probably be true in every season. But I think that they just had to figure out what they were. And I think that's the first season of any show. There are a lot of shows where, like, people who love the show will be like, just don't watch season one. Start in season two. And it's like, I can't do that. But if it's, you know, it just needs to ramp up and kind of find its voice. And I feel like The X-Files was doing that here. Okay. I kind of think almost, and I think we talked about this a little bit, maybe in, I don't know, it was it was probably early in the season, because it would have been after the pilot, and then getting into some of the episodes that weren't so spectacular, but I almost feel because like the pilot felt like a TV movie. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe if, I mean, obviously you can't go back in time, and this wasn't a thing then like it was like in the 60s and the 70s, but I wonder if The X-Files as a series of TV movies would have been something where they could actually spend some more time on episodes and maybe do like two a year kind of thing. You obviously wouldn't get as much story then, but maybe that's not a bad thing. So, yeah, especially going to that whole Kolchak thing, because like the, you know, being an influence on Chris Carter, the two Kolchak movies are spectacular. And then the series, a lot of people really (laughs) love the series. I kind of don't because it kind of goes more into that mantra of the week. And it becomes a little bit campy 
and like the people who actually worked on the two TV movies don't work on the TV series. So yeah. And so I'm wondering if like that would be something for X-Files too, but I mean, probably not because at different times, right? Yeah. Like 20, 20 years later. Cause, uh, cause Kolchek was 72 and 73, I believe. And so almost exactly 20 years later for the X-Files, but like just the, the pilot really had that TV movie kind of feel to it, even though it was only an hour. And then the other episodes don't really have that same weight to them, I think. So, yeah, I don't know. That's probably just, they had more time, they had more money. So, yeah. Didn't have the pressure of, there's one coming out next week. So, <laughs> gotta get it done. Gotta get it filmed. Yeah, gotta get it I edited. feel that pressure. I know what that's <laughs> like. So, yeah, on the whole, I mean, it's not, I don't, mm, I mean, obviously, history shows, I was getting ready to say, like, I don't know if I was watching this now, if I would have watched season two. And back then, I kind of didn't. So I guess I'm, <laughs> I'm, I haven't changed because I think I watched maybe two or three episodes of season two and then that's all, that's it. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how just, I mean, the whole series feels. And, you know, obviously, after we get through, we'll have an episode where we can talk about how all the seasons break down and which worked and which yeah. didn't. And then you stopped. You went, you obviously carried on much longer. When did you, what was the last season you watched? You didn't watch the most recent ones, right? No. So I, let's see, I was like 12 when this show came out. I was really into it, obviously, 14, 15, 16. I was like Dana, well, I wasn't Scully, but I was like an FBI agent for Halloween one year. <laughs> I was just really into it. And then I went to college and then just couldn't watch TV as regularly. So whatever season that was, so that would have been like eight or nine. And I don't think, I think I've seen some of eight and nine. I don't know if I've ever seen the whole. And I know I never saw the last, last season. There was a point when like I just didn't have cable and I didn't watch it and I just have never caught up and I don't really know where I left off, which is part of why I never caught up because it's one of those things where it's like, well, where do I start again? And then do I just start from the beginning? And that's a huge project, (laughs) which we're doing now. But yeah, so I don't know. But I know that I was really into it for seasons three, four or five. When the movie came out, I was really into it. I did not see the second movie in theaters. I didn't see that till years later when I like rented it from blockbuster or something so at that point obviously it wasn't that my interest had cooled but i'd gotten busy and life got busy and i just it became less of a priority okay because it looks like it did go continuous through season nine and then there was a six-year gap and then they did the second movie and then there was like an eight-year gap and they did season 10 and then they took two years and then came back with season 11. That would explain a lot of why I didn't go see the second movie in the theater because I would have been, who knows, but I probably didn't have TV and I probably wasn't super worried about the X-Files movie at that point, whatever was going on in my life. Yeah, because so. the season finale for season nine was May 19th of 2002. And the movie came out in July of 2008 oh wow and then season 10 was january of 16 2008 yeah that's the year before i got a cat so i might have gone to see (laughs) in the theater actually i just because i saw it so much later i assumed that i hadn't seen it when it came out maybe i did though okay i just didn't realize there was that gap yeah and then they and then they did a year because like season 10 is only like eight episodes Okay. Oh, six, no, six episodes. And then they took two years off and came back and did nine episodes. So. Yeah, so I've seen nothing since the second movie, I would say, probably. Because okay. I know I watched the second movie, and then I don't know if I saw the season before that. And I definitely haven't seen anything except for the newest season that happened in, like, 2015 or 16. I saw that. Okay. So, otherwise, I so, wow, there's a huge gap. In my X-Files knowledge. And so you watched season 10, but didn't watch season 11. Yeah, I watched the newest one that they had come out with. And I didn't realize that there had... Or no, it was 11. It would have been the newest, newest. Okay, that would have been that came out just a couple years ago. Yeah. But I didn't watch the anything else that had come out since the second movie. Because I didn't realize there had been anything since the second movie. I thought the second movie okay. was the end of it. And I didn't realize that the second movie came out so much later than the series either. So clearly I'm not on top of my X-Files game. And I'm ashamed. Wow. And I'm going to have to go... <laughs> Go sit in the corner and write an apology <laughs> letter to the cigarette smoking man. I did not realize that I have failed wow. so hard. 
as a fan. I didn't realize this episode was going to have such a bombshell, but. <laughs> no, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, that's huge news to me, actually. But it does explain why, like, because I feel like if the movie had come out, even if I had been in, like, 19, 20, 21, 22, the second movie, I would have gone to see it in theaters for sure. I still was, you know. So that explains okay. why I didn't, or at least don't okay. remember doing that. Hmm. All right. Well, I have a, a set of sort of a weird question for you. Sure. We get the pilot episode. Yes. We're sort of led to believe that the X-Files is actually happening like in our world, in our universe, right? Like it's like normal life, right? And then like, ooh, there's this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the season, do you feel the same way? Do you think it's the same world or is it a different, is it a totally a fictional world? So for me, as a fan of things, supernatural, paranormal, I think it's more fun to feel like it's our world and like these things could be happening. Like maybe there are vampires in that weird house on the end of the block. Maybe that weird light in the sky is a UFO. So for me, I definitely prefer to think of it that way. Although not when like squeeze is coming through your vents to kill you that's a little freaky. right so preferring to feel that way and actually feeling that way though i think that more I'm, i think more i'm actually i'm actually asking like the like do you think that it still is like would it be like is it possible do you believe in the possibility that it could be our world like in the first episode it, i think so right because yeah. we're but i'm not what do you think by the end of this season i think one of the things that makes it hard to believe it's our world is just how organized the conspiracies are like, I feel like that's never true in reality. The less the supernatural stuff. Because I feel like if you think about it, and I'm still feeling, I'm a very feely person. But if you think about it, like, the stuff Mulder and Scully are investigating, it's 24 weird things that happen. But it's 24 weird things that happen over the course of a year all over the United States. I feel like that's not that many paranormal things. And, like, I don't feel like there's so much paranormal stuff going on that we couldn't be living our lives alongside it i think that might change in future seasons i wonder if that is maybe why maybe that question without realizing it maybe that's the reason why over the course of the entire show maybe that's why people tend to end up not liking the myth arc episodes as much is because they don't seem as possible whereas like the supernatural stuff that is always something that could be like, cause there's not, you know, you don't need like a grand conspiracy for something supernatural to be happening. That could just be something happening. I wonder if maybe that's possibly a reason why. Yeah. Hmm. What about you? What do you think? Do you think it's our world or do you think it's like, no, it's no. not. It, yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of, yeah. I mean the, the thing that pull, I don't know the thing that pulls me out of it. And I think it's just the writing. Like if they had been more cohesive on the writing, I think I banged on in several episodes about like, can we figure out what kind of aliens we have, please? Like every episode is a different type of alien. So. And you don't think there could be that many aliens visiting earth? No, I don't. <laughs> Cause I think like that just ups the number, right? Like if, like if there's one kind of alien visiting, it's like, okay, maybe we keep that secret. But again, we have like whole different types of aliens. And like, again, like why aren't they like having their own alien machinations between each other? Like, no, this is our planet. No, it's not. We're going to take it. Like, I just think we would we would know more if that was the case. Like a random bear might occasionally come through your campsite and you don't see it. And you're like, crap, what happened to my campsite? But like if there's bears and wild monkeys and raccoons and like rabid squirrels all showing up at your campsite, reckon it, you're probably going to notice at least one of them and maybe hear like some bear fighting a wild monkey or something. So, <laughs> so eventually people are going to notice. Exactly. Yeah. And then also, like, why are there wild monkeys and rabid squirrels in the same environment? I don't know. So, yeah. But, yeah, so I don't think it's our world. It's definitely a fictional world. Are you telling me the X-Files is not real? Because if so, I'm going to be devastated. <laughs> yeah, ooh, double bombshell for this episode. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, yeah. Wait, does that mean Mulder and Scully aren't real? <laughs> that is true. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Scully does not become the Queen of England. Sorry. Um Right. Yeah, she's in the crowd. I tried to watch The Crown. <laughs> I watched like one season. It's good. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's really my thing. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I wanted to do with season one, or it just maybe did automatically, I don't really know. When I first watched The X-Files, 
I was a kid. I was 12, 13, 14. And I was really fixated on Mulder's journey and how like he had lost his sister and he had this drive to find the truth. And, you know, part of that is that I grew up in the 80s where like all the cartoons were like four dudes and a girl and like Janine can answer the Ghostbusters phone, but she's not a Ghostbuster. And like April can report the news, but she's not a Ninja Turtle. But, you know, I was a Ninja Turtle for Halloween with my brother. Like I was Michelangelo, obviously. And he was Leonardo. And like, you know, stuff like that, where it's just like you identify with these main characters because they're heroes and they're all guys. And so at some point you kind of have this internalized narrative where it's like the guy's story is important and the woman's there to support, which is not true. (laughs) And which is why it's so good that like more and more there's more female characters who have more present roles and more important roles in kids' cartoons and kids' programming. That is a long way of saying I paid more attention to Mulder when I was a kid and I watched it the first time. And this time around, I found myself relating to Scully a lot possibly because I'm older and more cynical and more skeptical. So I just kind of wanted to like look at her character arc and how it goes through the series. And I kind of really, I wrote like an essay, which I'm not going to read, but basically. Oh, read it, read it, read it. <laughs> I'm going to go through it. I'm not going to read it, but I'll kind of. I mean, we did, stuff. we did talk about this a lot. It did come up a lot in a yeah. lot of different things. So like with Mulder, his arc really doesn't change that much in season one like he starts in one place and he does grow but he doesn't change as much like his goal in episode one is exactly the same as his goal in episode 24 which is to find the truth to find samantha and x-files or no x-files that's what he's going to do scully comes in she's young she's new to the fbi not super new but like she's newer and she's assigned to Mulder as this watchdog She's put with him because they want her to monitor his activities and then write reports of their investigations together so that they have a paper trail of like what Mulder's doing, what investigations they're doing, how they're doing them. And then they have this whole written trail that can justify shutting down the X-Files. So they expect Scully to come in and be this debunker, except that even though she's science-minded and pragmatic, she's not really the hard ass that Blevins thinks. Blevins probably expects her to be way more like uptight. She's skeptical and she wants real evidence, but even the first, like the pilot, she walks into Mulder's office and she's not dismissive. She argues with him, but she argues with him based on like science and facts. She doesn't say, I mean, she doesn't believe it's aliens, but she also is, you know, willing to hear Mulder out. And he pulls up his slideshow and she thinks Mulder's a little kooky, but he's passionate about finding the truth And so she doesn't always think he's on the right track, but she pretty quickly learns, I'm going to trust this guy's instincts. Like he's onto something, he knows what he's doing. And I think by Fallen Angel, like she's so on his side that like, it is a little jarring that she's so adamant that Mulder leave Wisconsin. And I think that is 100% because she believes in Mulder and she doesn't want to stop him necessarily. She wants to get him back to the FBI and keep the X-Files going. That's her goal (laughs) to me in that episode. Like her goal is to save Mulder from himself, get him back in time for this inquest, make sure that the X-Files don't get shut down. And I think this is where it becomes really clear to me that Scully may not want to believe she's fascinated by weird phenomena and the science behind it, but I think she actually kind of is. And I think as anyone who's into science or into like the mysteries of the universe, even if you're skeptical, this kind of stuff is super fascinating. So when someone gives you a story, you're like, whoa, maybe there's some truth behind it. And like in Erlenmeyer Flask, when she's given that data about alien bacteria, she's like super in because she's really fascinated. And I think Fallen Angel just exists to show the audience that Scully's job is to thwart Mulder, except that it doesn't work because Scully doesn't want to thwart him. And even in the episode, she's not really trying to stop him from investigating the alien. She's just trying to keep the X-Files alive. She's like, we got to get back before the FBI shuts us down. And then there's Beyond the Sea where Scully does believe only temporarily. But I think that gives her like this really good understanding of what it feels like to desperately want the paranormal to be real. And so even at the end, when she explains Box's predictions away and kind of reasons that it was just a hot reading where he looked her up and he figured out that her father had died and used that against her, I think at that point she can kind of understand Mulder and his desire to believe on a really real level. And I think that episode is pivotal for them in that way because it does give her a chance to kind of experience that 
and to know what it's like to really want to believe. And also like Mulder lost his sister. So he's not only wanting to believe because aliens exist and he wants to prove it. He wants to believe because if aliens don't exist, then Sam's abduction and her being missing loses some of that meaning for him that it's had all these years. So I think that's really important for both of them as well. And then in Tombs, we see Scully planting herself firmly on Mulder's side, even if it means using unorthodox methods to solve cases, even if it means getting in trouble. It doesn't matter that Skinner's warned her that she has to go by the book at this point. Her loyalty has totally flipped to Mulder. It's no longer to the FBI or to the X-Files. Like, she believes in what Mulder's doing. And I think at that point, you can't backtrack her character. I mean, they might try, and we'll see in season two. But I think at that point, she's pretty firmly planted on his side, and it's not going to change. And then by the end, she actually gets some science that shows her proof of something extraterrestrial in Erlenmeyer Flash. She does get that alien biology information. She doesn't keep it and doesn't have it, unfortunately. But she always trusted the science. And now the science is actually showing her that Mulder's right, that maybe there is something out there that's not explainable. And of course, this is when the X-Files <laughs> is completely shut down. So at that point, <laughs> there's nothing, you know, it's over. So I think that like Scully hasn't become the believer that Mulder is by the end of season one. And she's still skeptical until she's presented with actual evidence. But I think by the end of season one, she's definitely no longer working with the FBI to discredit the X-Files in any real capacity. They don't really need her to because they've already shut it down. But she's definitely gone from being this person who is very, I'm working for the FBI and I'm going to write these reports and do my job and like, this guy is kooky and weird and I'm going to see what he does to like, wow, this guy knows what he's doing and I'm really into this too. And actually I kind of want to be a part of this. And so anyway, I just, that was my little diatribe about Scully's character. I think it's really cool and it'll be interesting to see how she progresses in season two. I think Scully's character arc in season one is just, <laughs> she's just, she's just written so poorly. She's constantly, she's constantly, like we've talked about, she's constantly used as the exposition. Yeah. Asking questions that she should know, or she's like the encyclopedia person. Or like she knows everything. Like she goes from not knowing anything and needing everything explained to her to being the explainer of all things. And then like with the whole, like, Oh, I need science. And, it's like in on, in pilot she gets evidence that things are weird. Oh, she gets right in front of her. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I mean, even in episode two, she gets direct like in her face evidence. Maybe not about aliens, but that definitely something is going on. Just the fact they're like stop my men in black, and I mean, I don't know. It's just I, again, it's just I don't want to. She's not a real person, so I don't feel like I'm disparaging <laughs> someone. No, right? You're she's not. she's someone who's written, and I just think she's not written well. She's written as a means to an end. Her character is, at least in season one, her character isn't necessarily. I don't think maybe her character is actually a person, as it is. It's a means to tell a story. Or I think maybe Mulder is written as a person. See, and I don't feel that way. Whether that's because did. like it's all dudes writing it, so it's like, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> The woman isn't important, right? Because it's all dudes. This is a story about a dude and he's got a woman sidekick. I mean, that's entirely <laughs> possible. So that's probably exactly why she's written that way and why Mulder is not written that way. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you can kind of look at it both ways. And I think, I mean, she's presented with evidence early. She's not presented with concrete evidence of extraterrestrial life until. Well, no, but she's, but she's given concrete she knows evidence that something on. is going on. Right. But I just think she's the sort of person who like needs to have actual like facts behind something so she might believe in like the Loch Ness monster but she's gonna need more than like a photograph whereas Mulder would see a photograph and be like look it's the Loch Ness monster if I can prove this isn't fake this means it's real you know what I mean and it's a different standard of evidence anyway <laughs> I do think there are moments where Scully's not written great I, agree I mean with I'm you sort that. of like the more skeptical of the two of us I guess you know I used <laughs> to be like hard if only because I did that big turn of like I used to be into it really hardcore right. and then it's like everything else. Like if you used to smoke and now you don't smoke, you're totally like anti-smoke. Like, oh, cigarettes stink. Get away from me. You know, <laughs> even though you used to smoke them like, you know, two packs a day or something. So, I mean, a lot of it's probably that turn. But then at the same time, like, I just think that a lot of Scully's skepticism is just so 
over the top ridiculousness of like she has an answer for everything and you know half the time like her answers don't make sense because like they're not possible like with you know like in shapes with the teeth like oh it could be calcium deposits yeah it <laughs> yeah it totally could be calcium and then yeah and then <laughs> that's yeah shapes is my bigfoot boobs i think because just the idea that everyone just suddenly is on board with the fact that this dude had these giant teeth and uh <laughs> it's totally cool with them they're trying to they're trying to figure out like oh well the light must have shown off his giant teeth that's why he thought it was an animal because he just he saw joe's giant teeth so yeah anyway <laughs> yeah anyhow that was just something i wanted to talk about a little bit so and you know i come from years and years of fandom and like some fandoms were stuff canon gets a little bit mm, and you're like i wish that wasn't there oops it's not because i'm the fan and i decided that book doesn't exist and so i think i've just gotten really you know like my instinct is to like look at what you're presented with and then use it to like you know figure out who this person is based on what you're given and like yeah obviously there's some episodes where you're like i mean <laughs> skelly why are you touching the monkey don't touch the monkey <laughs> you know better than to touch the monkey Would you like to touch my monkey <laughs> You know, like, don't, don't do that. And there's some episodes, I can't remember what episode it was. There was an episode where she was pretty not well-written, and I remember we agreed about that. But I There was were like, a few that were, she was not well-written, but yeah. But, like, I can uh, justify it, because I'm like, I can go, okay, well, she's coming from here. And even though we don't see that, like, if you kind of look into, like, the whole, the overall picture, you can go, well, this is probably where she's coming from. This makes sense to me because of that. It's not presented on the screen, but, like, I can kind of go with that. But that's just because I have years and years of doing that. <laughs> So I wonder if that's the difference between us because like I am like totally a nerd too. I mean I think our our nerddom is a little bit different. Like I'm more of like, you know, like I like I was a huge like G.I. Joe fan and Transformers fan and then like with comic books and that kind of stuff. And those have like canons also and they have canons that are problematic sometimes because it's again the same thing like you know they they weren't necessarily written to be consistent right I mean, we so, hope a tv show would be but not always because you got different writers writing it right right and so people have all these ideas of like why this still works that kind of thing and i've always been one of those things where like i i can just like throw that crap away and like it's my own head canon right and so like i can pull different things and make my own story i'm not like bound to like well in, you know an episode such and such this happened and so that has to relate to i'm like i don't i don't care like i have a i have a story in my head that works right and that's all that matters to me and maybe that's it because maybe i'm not bound to and so like when i see these little things i'm like well this is crap so i'm obviously going to ignore that but i just can't <laughs> believe that it's crap right so i got to talk about how how crap it is as a way to like tell myself like okay ignore that right it doesn't right it doesn't which is fair that is a fair so. response to content and to be fair i've had that response to several pieces of content <laughs> and that is fine <laughs> yeah and so i don't feel the need i think to like like you talk about like well here's the reason why she would have done that i've been like no that's just bad writing just ignore it it's yeah just, they, they didn't know what they were doing like just pretend it doesn't exist and i think maybe that's where we're different if we're like i'm just like i'm gonna tell you that that's bad and i'm gonna ignore it right and you're gonna you're gonna admit that it's bad but you're gonna be like but this is why it works and right. I'm like, no <laughs> just don't even bother it just, exactly. just ignore it <laughs> no, that's 100 percent true because it is i mean it can be bad and that i'm not ever saying like no you're wrong it's well written i mean maybe sometimes there might be points where we agree or disagree but like a lot of, i think i'm just used to being like but you can explain it if you look at it this way yeah. and that's that's usually how i approach things especially like fandom things and so i think i'm just so used to doing that that's immediately where my brain goes it's like well how do you justify this in universe yeah <laughs> even if it makes no sense for scully to stick her finger in a monkey cage that monkey is adorable so. <laughs> you do you scully you do you. yeah yeah the queen of science <laughs> has no idea how to behave in a lab so yeah <laughs> I think it's just yeah a, dif a difference in how we yeah. how we approach things yeah I think it is which is fine I mean it's fascinating and you know I love to hear how other people approach stuff and I definitely love to hear like other people's thoughts on like why characters do things and sometimes I'm like that's stupid that doesn't make any sense and I disagree and sometimes I'm like <laughs> that's really smart I'm totally taking that or as we say in fandom headcanon accepted yep so speaking of headcanon accepted if you were going to try to get someone into X-Files and you were only going to have like, say maybe like five episodes they could see. So you could actually ignore some of the stuff that doesn't make sense. Yay! Like what five episodes would you have them watch? 
much. So if I were trying to get someone into X-Files and like I knew they weren't going to sit through all of season one, definitely the pilot. Okay. I'm looking at the list of episodes. Okay, so pilot. I'm just debating about Squeeze or Conduit because Squeeze is really good and people really like it. And so I feel like that's a good one to show people. So yeah, I'm going to go with pilot, Squeeze, Ice, Eve, because I think Eve is really good. Um, And then I'm looking at the last few episodes. Did I say Fallen Angel? (laughs) You did not. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to go with pilot, Squeeze, Ice, Fallen Angel, and Eve. Okay. So pilot, Squeeze, Ice, Fallen Angel, and Eve. If you don't like that, you don't, you're not interested after those five, I don't know how I can help you. Okay. All right. So you actually <laughs> picked, so all your episodes are actually, so you picked episodes one, three, eight, ten, and 11. Yeah. I didn't go super far in. Okay. I would probably go with Pilot, Squeeze, Conduit, then Eve, and then I think I'm going to throw an oddball in there, and I'm trying to figure out which one I want to do. Um, I'm thinking either Miracle Man or Roland. Yeah. I'm not sure which. Conduit's in there only because I want to have another UFO episode in. Yeah. And even though I rated Fallen Angel higher than Conduit, there's some stuff in Fallen Angel that I'm not really a fan of. Okay. Like just the way that the alien itself is handled. And so I think I want to ditch that because it doesn't really match with the pilot where I think, I think pilot and conduit work well together in the, like the UFO mythology. Yes. They both where the, the UFO mythology and pilot and fallen angel are two different. The, the differences is how they work are too different for me. So I like pilot and conduit together. I throw a squeeze in there. Cause we want a non UFO episode. I'm not going to leave Eve out obviously. And then, Hmm. Do I want to go with miracle man or Roland? Maybe I'll go with Roland. Okay. Only because Miracle Man Vance's reasons for why he's doing what he's doing are just weird. Yeah. So otherwise, I think Miracle Man's a really solid episode. I really like it. And the more and more I think about it, I really like Miracle Man. But I think I'll go with Roland. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, that's a solid list, too. I feel like there's, like, I could definitely throw in, like, Beyond the Sea or even Darkness Falls, which is weird but i feel like it's weird in a way where if you're trying to get someone into a weird series you're like here's a weird episode yeah beyond the sea is one of those ones too that i think would be good but then i'm not if i'm limiting myself to five if i was gonna do six i would probably throw in beyond the sea yeah me too just because it's got the serial killer thing and the kind of like silence Mm -hmm. on the lambsy thing and so yeah beyond the sea also does have some mm, weirdness in it but it does yeah I mean, they all kind of do. <laughs> I've yeah. noticed none of us rated any episode 10. Yeah. We yeah. also, I think we did that on purpose. Yeah, that's true. Because there's, all, there's always going to be something that's not going to be right. So you, do you just give the best episode a 10 or do you like, no, it was the best episode, but it still has some issues. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll see. Maybe next season I'll be throwing 10s around like crazy. Who knows? Maybe. I can hope. You have to wait two weeks for that, though, because we have another episode coming up. It's secret. Yes, I'm excited for that one, too. I've got some interesting. I mean, it's probably not going to be super long, but I've got some interesting things. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be it's going to be season one rappy uppy. Yeah. But in a little bit different way. So. Well, this was fun to go over season one. I did enjoy it. I've had a lot of fun talking to you about the show. And I've I've laughed a lot about ridiculous things like Bigfoot boobs and <laughs> I'm sure there's been other stuff. <laughs> Napolitano. Napolitano. I can say it, sort of. I don't know. There's Sometimes you see a word and you just can't. It's like as soon as you go to say it, your brain forgets how English works. And you're like, I yep. don't know. Well, especially, I think we had a lot of trouble with that in shapes because we wanted to make sure we were saying things correctly and we practiced them. And then when the time came to say them, we were, at least for me, I was so worried about saying them incorrectly that I, of course, said them incorrectly. Right. Because I couldn't say them. So Because well, yeah. you, you ramp it up in your head and then it makes it a bigger deal. And then you, you stop and you hesitate. And you're like, wait, how do you say this? Yeah. Why can't I say it? All right. 
And thank you everyone who's listened to season one. We appreciate you. And let us know your thoughts on season one. Always, always. Yeah. I'm like, there's no one listening. It's just us. I mean, <laughs> not really. <laughs> I Want to Rewatch is hosted by Tori and Nick and recorded at Black Cat Studios. Hashtag really just a bedroom closet. Episode production, editing, and mixing is by Lazy End Productions. Our music is Dark Science by David Hillowitz. And The Truth is What We Make of It by The Agrarians. You can find us at IWantToRewatch.com or wherever podcasts are found. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. And you can always share this podcast with a friend. If they like The X-Files, we'd love to have them join us. Speaking of which, be sure to join us next time as we continue to wrap up Season 1 of The X-Files. And try to figure out if the truth truth is still out there. there. Terminus. Ooh, nice hiss at the end. It's a cool name. It's a cool name.